This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 14th. You're listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast that is dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Trey Scott. I hope everybody's doing just great out there. We got a little news today. This caught my eye. Not that I would expect him to say otherwise, but college football playoff executive director Bill Hancock told ESPN's Heather Dinich on Monday that they're still planning on an on-time playoff for the 2020 college football season. Of course, again, I would not have expected him to say otherwise, but this was a voice that we hadn't yet tested in the will we or will we not have a college football season or will it be on time or will it not be in the interview uh, with presented with the hypothetical of what would happen if there wasn't a season Hancock says quote it's too soon to speculate it's just too soon it's premature the decision about whether to have a season and a college football playoff won't be made by the coaches and commissioners it will be made by the medical people we have to be prepared and we will be prepared to have a playoff unquote so I think rather than the question of will there be a season, the more interesting presentation for Hancock would have been how flexible and how mobile the playoff would be if it had to resort to a contingency plan. And how flexible would college football in general be on a contingency plan if it had to mobilize, say, in May to prepare sweeping changes for the upcoming fall? I think about, I think about that, especially today, because Chris Fowler over the weekend, the lead ABC ESPN play-by-play guy uh, on Instagram, sort of pointed out three scenarios for the college football season. One is that it starts on time. The other is that it's shortened. And the third is that it would start in February, which is a, a, a something he said was gaining a lot of traction. And I think, again, as we back up a little bit, you listen to guys like Fowler, coaches, athletic directors, Hancock, it's clear. Adam Schefter even said this. There is going to be some sort of college football season. Right now, sometimes you, if you get, you know, you've spent all day watching the news or you sort of realize that you haven't been out in public in a month, it's hard to imagine that there will be a college football season. But even if it starts in February, there has to be some sort of college football season for all of these athletic programs to make money or else you know the sport might change forever. So it seems clear that everyone is planning on having a season. February would be an interesting hypothetical. It's just like January, right? We talked about that with Chris Hummer the other day about the possibility of a January start of the college football season. My question would then be for Bill Hancock, the director of the college football playoff, would you be ready to stage that title game which is going to be in Miami this year, would you be able to stage it in May if the season gets pushed back? How much time do you need to know? And I think it seems like May is what everybody needs to start deciding. But right now, Hancock and his team 
are proceeding with a January uh, a January plan to have the title game in January. And then I, I wonder if it comes out, hey, we're going to try to start the season in January, then they'd resort to May. He said his staff allows plenty of time to plan every aspect, big and small, at the playoff. They allow themselves a ton of runway. It's April right now, and they're working on everything for January. They're working on decor and buses, hotels, contracted security and media and and things that we don't get to under like we things that we wouldn't even think of in in addition to like the obviously the macro things to do but hancock did say that if they had to make a move on the fly it would not take them as much time as they generally grant themselves so long story short i thought it was an enlightening and good news interview with Bill Hancock, who says the playoff is they're proceeding like it's going to happen. If it doesn't, they can adjust quicker than they are used to. So if you're looking at you know, having the college football playoff in May, because you've got a season, if it started in February, you've got three months, February, March, April, and then May. Who knows? Maybe that can work. Got some other coronavirus-related news. I saw that Washington State announced first-year football coach Nick Rolovich is taking a voluntary 5% salary cut through the 2020-2021 academic school year. He also won't receive any contract bonuses or incentives. Washington State's men's basketball coach, athletic director, and school president are also going to take the same salary cuts. Uh, Rolovich came from Hawaii to replace Mike Leach. He was set to make $3 million dollars this season so his reduction is a loss of $150,000 speaking of football how about some Virgil football Nebraska football fans might have a fun weekend the the Huskers have announced the athletics department announced it's going to stream a version of the red white Nebraska spring football game over the weekend on its Facebook and Twitter and, and Twitch page Featuring rosters made up of Husker football legends on NCAA football. So if you've ever played the video game, you've probably created rosters or players on it. And if you're a super nerd, you might have created an entire team of old-time players. I'm guilty of doing that. That could be pretty cool for Nebraska fans. I wonder if other schools are going to follow suit. We've seen a lot of schools get really creative this year, this spring, as far as access and what they're doing. This is awesome question is, which playbook are they going to have the all-time Nebraska players use? Is it going to be Scott Frost's modern playbook? Or if it's Nebraska, so shouldn't they run the option for old time's sake? The option, if you've played recently on NCAA football, NCAA 14 was the most recent version, the option is impossible to stop. I figure I would catch you guys up on some recruiting news, since that's really all that's going on right now, other than everyone offering their opinions on if college football is going to happen. Utah landed four-star quarterback Peter Costelli in the last couple of days. Some decently sized quarterback domino at this point in the game. You see most of the quarterbacks have committed. He was uncommitted. He was the number he, he is the number 22 overall quarterback in the class of 2021, combining pro style and dual threat. Costelli is and, and now you see five of the top 20 quarterbacks are uncommitted. That includes number one overall quarterback Caleb Williams and number 12 overall quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer, who is weighing whether he still wants to commit this week. LSU is the crystal ball favorite. This week had been long scheduled 
on Nesmeyer's calendar as the as the commitment date. Seems some murkiness as to whether that's going to happen, given spring visit plans were canceled and all that stuff. I believe LSU is still feeling confident. Michigan also landed four-star offensive lineman Raheem Anderson, who profiles as a center. Got a few housekeeping notes to fill you guys in on uh, as we look forward to the rest of the week, and then I'll let you go. Up to 200 rating on, ratings on Apple Podcasts, and we're almost at 50 reviews, so congratulations for helping us get there. That's awesome. Keep keep doing that. If you have a, a content idea, leave us a review. I've seen some people are tweeting at me, too. That's, that's great. Trey Scott 247 Someone's tweeting at me about offensive coordinators and uh, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, and who's going to call plays and, and head coaches who have never called plays before and like sort of deep dives that are going to take me a while to look at, but that's super interesting. So I appreciate the content recommendation and keep please sharing it with your friends, doing our best to keep you updated and entertained without any college football this spring. Speaking of entertained, we are going to have a rewatch this week of the Alabama-Georgia 2018 college football playoff title game following the 2017 season, of course. And Alabama and Georgia, that's a pretty recent game, but I chose it as we look toward the NFL draft because that game, it's certainly interesting through the lens of the NFL draft. Of course, you had Tua replace Jalen Hurts as they faced off against Jake Fromm. Those are three guys who will get drafted. Jacob Easton was on the sidelines that game, the injured and then displaced Georgia quarterback could be the second quarterback of all those guys mentioned taken in the NFL draft. Deandre Swift was on the field, Alabama's young receivers, some freshmen named Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs made plays in that game. It's going to be really good. So I'm going to have a few of our Georgia and Alabama experts, Rusty Manziel and Travis Ryer on Friday to talk about that game, their memories from it, and why it might have taken, in the case of Alabama, so long for those young guys to make an impact that season. But at least Nick Saban did make the correct move, though, with half the game to go. Also this week, you're going to see an updated recruiting rankings for 24-7 Sports' Class of 2021 rankings, which is called the Top 247. Got a few new five-stars to update you guys on. And then, of course, any other big news we have, we're going to fill you in on. So that's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. For our producer, Tony Levitt, I'm Trey Scott. We will see you on Wednesday for the next edition. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.